With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hello and welcome to the Chase Down Podcast, uh, part of the Blue Wire Network. My name's Carter Rodriguez. I'll be your host uh, after uh, tanking three straight episodes while I was either sick, uh, hungover, or uh, working. Uh, Justin Rowan is, has the night off. Um, so in his stead, uh, the old third wheel of the chase down, uh, we welcome Ryan J. Morton to the pod. How you doing, Mort? I'm good. My middle name starts with a P. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Just um, so you're aware. But hey, shout out to Blue Ape. <laughs> the blue apron jokes uh never stop uh same with the content um so the Cavs are coming off um get another blowout loss this time to the uh the philadelphia 76ers they competed throughout the game they lost by 23 they were and, up by 10 at one point yeah well i was uh i was kind of thinking recently about how the Cavs have to lead the league in games where I thought they played okay but lost by at least 20. Um, I mean, pro- well, no. I don't know. I always think that, like, the Knicks are all right. And they, man, they Me get too, blown dude. out a lot. <laughs> Me or too. the Hawks. Twitter <clears throat> loves the Hawks. Twitter does love the Hawks. What else is new, right? Yeah, but I don't think they're actually watching them very often. Well, so you always see all these tweets on the timeline that are like, man, the Hawks are really – look at John Collins go. Man, the Hawks are really showing out. And then I look, and they lose by like 35. Yeah. They have the worst net rating in the league. Yeah, um, they're somehow significantly worse than the Cavs. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. Um, yeah, it's because <clears throat> they have a crappy point guard. But – um, uh, <laughs> I like Trey Young. He's going to get there, man. Yeah, where where is there China? <laughs> um, no, he's probably going to be fine. Whatever dork is listening to this and wants to quote me, leave me alone, man. It's like December. I'm tired. It's December. Um, Mart's tired. I didn't mean to be that mean about it. That was mean. I was I, uh, I, I was actually thinking about this specific Cavs team. <laughs> this specific Cavs team is in a way built to sort of vex you. Uh, because they're, yeah. it's actually kind of a try-hard team. It, everything about it is bad. First of all, <laughs> yeah, I um, want you just to. Hey, it's all, it's the holiday season. Let's uh, let's air some gr- grievances, Mort. All right, yeah, let's festivist time. Um, what? So I wrote, and I know nobody believes that, but I did actually write a thing at one point about people the Cavs could trade Alec Burks for, um, or maybe George Hill, or maybe. Uh, that other guy, J.R. Smith, man, he's away from the I almost forgot. I'm mad um, that I also couldn't remember who you should be talking about. <laughs> he's out of sight, out of mind, man. A little bit, man. Um, anyway, continue. So the one team I purposefully left out was the Milwaukee Bucks. Actually, there's there's multiple teams. Some because they made no sense, like the Celtics, right? It, sure. There's nobody to trade for on the Celtics. Yeah. But the Bucks were another one. And one reason was they don't have a pick this year. Obviously, the Cavs got one way out in the future. And another reason was the most obvious person to trade for was Matthew Delvadova. Your boy, um, Dally. Nicest guy on the planet. I know I've said that before. Uh, yeah, it's been awful. Um, he's actually played m- miraculously better than he did in Milwaukee. Um, obviously he's, which has to really chap your ass. If you're a Bucks fan, if you're even paying attention. Yeah. They're not paying attention. They're not. They're not. Um, yeah, they just, I mean, Giannis just came here and put like 45 on him. Um, I I think they're fine. So immediately, uh, obviously everyone who knows me has been making fun of me. Sure. Well-deserved. Everyone who doesn't is, sending me messages that, you know, Ryan Anderson Verge, I was like the Cavs mascot when they were a crappy team. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like, hey, yeah, isn't this great? Don't you feel some connection? No, man, I don't care. 
<laughs> it's been pretty terrible. Um, but my plight doesn't matter in the slightest. Uh, he's a nice guy. I'm glad he's getting paid. I'm glad other people are enjoying this aspect of the Cavaliers. Well, there's not uh, that much to enjoy, so you kind of have to go digging. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they don't have anyone that's, like, real fun, right? Like, I mean, Sexton is fun. Um, On occasion. But, like, it's either he's pretty fun or he's unwatchable. Oh, I don't have those problems. I think Plus, he's fun regardless. You probably even just he, stop watching. Even when he's not shooting. Ah, man, come on, me. Um, <laughs> that's crazy talk. Um, even if he's not shooting well, like, he's still a crazy person, and that's interesting. And yeah, he manages to annoy every member of every opposing team every game. <laughs> he's so he's I mean he's just like he's nuts, right? A um, little bit. And and to me, that's great. What is he's eating a fruitcake from Mountain Dew? He clearly doesn't enjoy it. Um, that's the content I live for. Uh, they have like seven centers. Why? But none of them can are healthy or can play right now. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. Henson. Um, Love can play a little center. Well, John Henson, obviously. I mean, John Henson's never really going to play me. You know what's annoying about Justin? Is he keeps acting like Henson. How much time do you have? Is Justin on multiple uh, outlets, including this one, uh, without me there to to check him, uh, has kind of acted like John Henson doesn't suck. John Henson is, was good this year. Was he? He hasn't played remember, this year. What are you talking about? No, he did. He he was hitting three. Listen, uh, I remember. <clears throat> I remember all three. I remember the beginning of the season. Everyone was like, "Holy crap, John Henson!" And I, like you, was like, "Come on, man, it's John Henson." And then when he got hurt, everyone can was I, like, can, "Wow!" Can I tell you, John Henson's scintillating bounce back year? It's five points, five rebounds, and he shot 35% from three. Oh, yeah. He's, Am I that right? That sounds like our new weapon. Listen, man, you're talking about a guy that – Those are Nate Thurman numbers, so maybe we'll retire his, uh, right, his number yeah. with the team. I mean, all you need him to be is a piece somebody doesn't have, right? Um, you look at – yeah, I mean, he might be useful at the deadline if he comes back healthy, but I think he's going to miss some time, no, a lot of time. Summer. I don't. I wouldn't expect to see him play until March, if that. He's still in a cast. Yeah, so, he's not yeah, I mean, play. yeah, you got to get out of the cast and you got to rehab that thing. It's not going to be by the trade deadline, which is fine because you have an eight million dollar expiring contract in the summer, and you play him a little bit, show he can get on the court, and he's a guy that blocks shots. You know, and not a lot of teams have that. So, yeah, including the Cavs. Um, yeah, it's just a weird Cavs roster, but like they are like trying to find things that work. But the thing that's a little problematic is that the stuff they're finding that kind of works does not involve any of their core players <laughs> moving forward. It's like David Nwaba, Deli, Clarkson lineups. It's Rodney weird. Scores 29. <laughs> Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood. Man, yeah, I really don't care for – like, not on a personal level. Like, I don't – obviously, they all seem like they're fine guys. We've had some some pretty crappy individuals in the past. Um, but just, like, on a on – a, watching the team, there's just a lot of guys I don't care to watch. You know the most fun, other than Colin Sexton, the most fun guy to watch on the team is probably Alec Burks. And he's shooting like 32%. Yeah, Burks has really cooled off. Um, I don't know. I actually like watching Nwaba. I think he's an actual – I think teams probably made a mistake by letting him sign on a bad team for the minimum. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could see even him being <clears> – say the Rockets, for example. Um, man, like the Rock, the Cavs have – Six players, seven players who could be in the Rockets rotation right now, and that is not a nice thing I'm saying about the Rockets. Man, the Rockets are terrible. They've won some games, though. Um, Did you think they were going to be that this bad? Yes. Well, maybe not this bad because they still had Chris Paul and James Harden, but I, I think there's a lot of evidence of me saying their summer moves were absolutely terrible. 
Uh, yeah, I, mean, I just like Ro- I I kind of went the other way. I was not like that they were going to be better. I thought they were going to be worse. I was like, ah, guys, you're overreacting. And then like like it was like ten games in the season. I looked at their bench. I was like, none of these guys are even replacement level. Right. Well, so the biggest problem isn't even that. Like, so the Rockets were going to be good until Chris Paul hit the wall, right? And with short guys, it goes in an instant. Yeah. And man, I'm gonna tell you what, he does not look good. Even when the numbers have been okay, um, they've they've kind of I forget what night game I was watching, but he just looks like a guy. One of my least favorite fallacies that um, NBA fans like purport is like like when a guy has an old man game, they think like, oh, well, he'll age well because he doesn't need athleticism. But like oftentimes, like. Paul's been getting away with it with like waning athleticism for a couple years now. Right. And like, it was like, no, he could, he actually couldn't afford to lose anymore. Well, and that's in, and especially with undersized guys, right? Cause yeah. guys, you know, they really connect with that because compared to NBA players, we're also massively undersized. Yeah. Um, so you see a six foot guy, just like you, and he's playing well. I'm like, oh, man, he could play forever. But, yeah, the, the, the line between being an NBA player and, and nothing not is so thin, and the line between being a superstar and just a guy is so thin. And when you're undersized, I mean, you saw Anderson Verschow, right? He lost the slightest bit of speed, and he was terrible as a center. Could not um, play anymore. Chris Paul, he's six feet, you know, the – what you need to do to be that small and, and be really effective is tough. Uh, you see Draymond Green when he – now he's still good, but, you know, when he was more bothered by the foot injuries, I don't think he was very good to start the year. He's been kind of up and down all season. So, um, but not like Paul or – and Paul's still mostly okay, but like Verjao, I dropped off the map. I wasn't saying that about Green or Chris Paul. Yeah, but, but it's just – it's instrumental or educational to the point of like – when you are already operating at a disadvantage, you can't afford to lose much more. Right. And, uh, yeah, they're terrible. Um, and the Cavs should try to rip them off if they can. Hey, Brandon Knight is healthy again. God. uh, He can be dealt. I do not understand why anyone like would help expect him to help at all. Um, But I'll take him on the Cavs. He's not Michael Carter-Williams. Can you imagine? All right, imagine this, right? We're talking about how the Cavs are vexing. You tune in to a game. Channing Fry, God love him, starting center, Um, which is is fine. He's just, you know, long in tooth. Don't care who starts a power forward. We'll say Alec Burks. It's not somebody anybody would have any investment. Actually, no, he would have to be gone for this to work. So Alec Burks out. Uh, I'm already bummed out. Jetty is starting at power forward. God love him. He has been awful. Yeah, he's been (laughs) tough. He's been bad. I I think if he moves down like two or three um, measures in ball handling duties, he'll be fine. Kind of like when Mo Williams came and all of a sudden Delonte West was good. Um, He just needs to snap into his proper – place and he'll he'll be okay but right now he's handling the ball way too damn much he looks awful uh small forward rodney hood still around because screw you man colin sexton has suffered some sort of really minor malady but he is sitting tonight so you're starting backcourt it's brandon knight jordan clarkson ouch <laughs> to go with rodney hood jetty osmond and Channing Fry. Uh, you missed the opportunity to include Marcus Chris in that. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the Rockets could send him back. All right, Fry is on the bench. He's well. He's too beloved, and he can shoot. Your starting center is either Chris or Ante. Chris, I was saying in our Discord chat, which you can get into if you leave a review on iTunes and email us at chasedownpod at gmail dot com. Um, but someone that. asked, someone asked about Chris because you know he. I think he went eighth overall a couple years ago. He's and, and he's young and athletic. And they're like, oh, what, what's his deal? And I was like, he is the dumbest NBA player I've ever seen. So I go to Vegas every year. And obviously, you know that. Yes, I do. Um, so I go to the Summer League every year. And I have never seen – the two worst players I have ever seen are – Can I guess? Brock, 
Dragon. Uh, I was about to say Bender and Chris. <laughs> yeah, Dragon. Ben. And I mean, I've been. I, I say it every time their name comes up because, like, it's seriously like mind blowing. Like, usually you see guys stand out, right? Um, Delhi would be another instance of someone that he actually bucks that trend. I, he doesn't. He didn't even look like he could play at summer league. He's way better in NBA games than he was handling the ball ton in summer league. Um, Joe Harris didn't look like he could play at all at summer league. Rondé Hollis Jefferson absolutely just mopped the floor with him. And now he's really good and they're teammates. It's weird. But yeah, I mean, Chris and Bender both look like they had never seen a basketball in their entire lives. Every time I see them play and they're terrible. So they always play a lot of summer league. Yeah. They buck no trends. And people always wonder like, Oh, well, if we do this deal with the Suns, you know, cause I, taking Ryan Anderson's contract would be a good idea. Oh, we could get Dragon Bender and give him a shot. Nope. There's nothing there. There's nothing There's to nothing find. There. there is. Maybe in like five years, Bender will be ready. You know, he's still really young. But Suzuchi was just cut by the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. There's another guy who's never going to get there. And you just can he, tell. Immeasurably better. Immeasurably better, though. Like, like Mar- Marcus Chris, I, the joke I have, and it's a really strained – joke but it's one that i still think is like it takes too much effort to get to the punchline but i still i think it's the most apt comparison for for chris it's like if you took a robot and you taught it all the skills of a basketball player like hey you can shoot you can move you can jump you can cut you can uh you know here's here's how to do all the stuff you're supposed to do on a basketball court but then gave it no knowledge of how basketball works. Like the AI, you stop the AI right there. Yeah. That, that's Marcus Chris. Cause I, he's, he's the, the old, uh, the Mac computers where you just type in whatever you wanted to say and it would repeat it. <laughs> it sound all messed up. Hello, Ryan, you want basketball. <laughs> like it has no AI. You programmed it to do a few things, but like you forgot to actually like program it to actually do any of it. Like, he's the kind of guy who, like, he, like his teammate will have carved into it, carved out a driving lane for himself and, like, have a wide-open path to the bucket, and he'll just cut right into where his teammate was going, you he's know? Dumb, like, or, like, just not move or get back cut or, or like, be aggressive in the wrong way. Like, like and someone was, like, someone in the chat was, like, uh, is he as dumb as like Drew Gooden? And I'm like, Drew Gooden was was a, a Rhodes scholar on the Drew basketball Gooden. court. Yeah, yeah. It's not even Drew so Drew Gooden was a starter on a finals team. Yeah, that's he, so different. Like this is a level this is a level of dumb. This isn't like, oh man, he makes some head scratching mistakes sometimes. I mean he's worse than JJ Hickson. There's I think by like a measure of ten he's worse than JJ Hickson. Yeah. Like he's J.J. Hickson was a smartest, rotation player. Worse than the smarter Samuels. Yes. And but he has he has tools. Smarter Samuels didn't have tools. All right. Smarter Samuels had a big ass. That's it. So who's someone with tools? Because obviously, so like, is he had, like the forward version of young Gerald Green? No. Who is his teammate on the Rockets? So if you had one game, one game that you had to win. And you could start Cavs, Luke Karengody, <laughs> or current Marcus Chris, Marquise Chris. Me, I don't. Know. Doesn't Obviously, matter. I, I doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. Um, who would you pick? Cavs, Goaty, current Chris. Is this a one-on-one game or a five-on-five game? This is five-on-five. Five. Ooh, I gotta go, Goaty. I really think I would too. <laughs> I don't think anybody's made me as mad as him, but oh, he was terrible. Uh, you know what's funny about Chris is like he and like he is similar to Gerald Green from the perspective of amazing guys in two K that yeah. li- that literally can't play at an NBA I, level. I definitely kill it with him in two K, and he always makes like fourteen million dollars. I'm like, why? He's not even to be in the league in a year. Yeah. He has no idea. Well, how could they, you know? Like, how do you give a guy, like, negative 30? Uh, you know who Chris IQ? reminds me of that he's no. also still worse than? Stromile Swift. Oh, that's a good deep cut. 
<laughs> this is what this Cavs podcast is turning into, just shitting on Rockets players. Um, what, is, what, what do you talk about with the Cavs? Yeah, well, the thing is, those guys really might be Cavs in a month. Like, well, in, in, and should be if the Cavs play this right. <laughs> the only thing they should be wanting from the Rockets is first-round picks. There isn't a single Well, yeah, player. you need salary matching, though, you know? Like, like if you – it does feel like a Hood-Burks combo is something that Houston could easily talk themselves into because, like, the thing is, they don't just need, like, they don't have, like, a missing piece problem. They have a warm bodies problem. Right. Like, they need warm bodies. And I will say this uh, about Rodney Hood. Uh, obviously, okay. neither of us are big fans. Very frustrating player to watch. If there's a place he's going to figure it out, the – it's okay to shoot threes and miss rockets. There's no better place where they're just going to be like, every time you don't shoot a three, you're in trouble. That's kind of what his game needs. Can you imagine a more apathetic duo than (laughs) Rodney Hood and James Harden? Going to fall asleep on the court. (laughs) Hey, uh, we're going to switch everything. Actually, I got, I got a more apathetic duo for you. Rodney Hood and was it Brandon Ingram he played at Duke with or was it uh, Jabari he played at Duke with? It was Jabari. It was. Oh, Hood, there you go. Hood and Jabari. I'm pre- I'm pre- yeah, yeah. Rodney Hood's been around for like five or six years at this point. Ingram. Ingram's and, relatively new. You're right. Ingram has been around for a while though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, give him six years before you trade him. You no, that him, was. He needs more that, time. Yeah, that was because Hood was in the same draft as Wiggins because we were talking ourselves. You know, it was a Rodney Hood, Doug, Doug McDermott argument that became a, hey, we can trade for Kevin Love argument when they won the lottery. I remember That's a better that. argument. <laughs> yeah. That's um, more fun. So long-term players on the Cavs, they have guys that should be around longer and will not worry about Tristan Thompson. He's under contract. We're not worried about Kevin Love. He's under contract. So – Excluding those two guys, guys that should be around long-term. Colin Sexton? Yep. Jetty Osmond? Yep, I guess. <laughs> Just I mean, he, he's young and under control. Yeah. So that's, yeah you, that's, that's, you want to keep Jetty around. Yeah, that's why I say you don't have to He's well-liked. He's a good culture setter. You, like, yeah. I, 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 he's a guy you just want to shift down. You don't want to get rid of. Yeah, I mean, he's like Hood, I just don't want him on my team. Right. Jetty, I want to give him less responsibility. Um, Nance, where do you stand on Nance? And well, he's under contract. He's probably not going anywhere. <laughs> but where do you? How do you feel about him? Because this the strategy of even with Thompson out, they're not starting him, and kind of seem to refuse to, which indicates to me that they don't think he can handle playing center against starters. But hey. you just paid him decent money, and he can't play any other position. Well, and so that's the tricky thing. I feel like they paid him to be a mascot. Um, and I know that sounds dumb. And the depreciating value of his deal makes that easier to stomach. Yeah. So his deal is depreciating as the cap is greatly increasing. So I feel like they didn't really – I mean, I, th- I feel like that contract's easy to move. It's not a misfire per se. It's just they're handling it weird. Yeah. Well, so – the other thing is I feel like he can fit around a lot of different kind of guys. I would agree with that. I actually like Larry Nance's game, um, even though he very rarely posts big box score numbers. Yeah. So I don't know that he works super well with Tristan, but I don't think they have long-term plans for Tristan. I feel like he played a lot better this year than they could have possibly expected. And yeah, I think that threw them for a loop. Right. Remember when they were talking about like the platoon center uh, plan where they were gonna play Tristan against the big guys and Nance against the smaller guys, and then it was like, nope, Tristan's way better. Yeah, well, yeah, and Lance or Lance Nance, um, Lance Nance gonna make was really really bad to start the year. He's bounced back considerably. He was really yeah. Bad. Well, I just like it. I like the way he uh, the offense sort of functions around him. He's a really nice passer. Um, he gets deflections. He doesn't ever really get rebounds. And he fouls too much. I don't know, man. I, I feel like every time I think Larry's had a good, like I'm like, oh, Larry had a really nice game today. It's like, he has like seven, five points, five, seven, five, and, and four, <laughs> five fouls. 
Um, and maybe that's just the kind of player he is. I'm like, that's fine. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know which is the correct answer. I feel like that's just kind of who he is. Like he does things that are important and you don't notice him for a lot of the other time. And honestly, you know, not noticing someone is fine. Yeah. That's a very good point with role players. Yeah. Like he's just there. He doesn't mess up a ton. Um, Would you like, he has the tools to do a lot more and he doesn't. And you just kind of live with that. But I don't know if he does have the tools to do a lot more though. I mean, he's, he's mobile. He's athletic. He, well yeah i guess he doesn't have the like the three has been a nice thing to develop um to to do a lot more like he blocks these shots you're like man he could block four shots a game and he does not do that no um he he'll have a game with seven assists you know and four steals and you're like man he could be everywhere but he's not necessarily i will say like his stats in 24 and a half minutes a game are not terrible like eight points he's not a scorer seven rebounds he's just an okay rebounder but three assists minutes, seven rebounds yeah. Is all right. yeah it's it's not bad he's just not elite i would say yeah. um but three assists is actually really good for a big yeah and, and then one tells you like the weird way they run their offense yeah but that's like it's just the dribble handoff team it's a series of aimless dribble handoffs, and then there's three seconds left on the on the clock. And I think the other thing with Nance this year is they don't have a lot of shooters. No. Like his thing should be roll gravity, and they don't have shooters to a point where they would ever have to worry about not covering Larry. So yeah, that's yeah. a very good point. Same with Tristan, do- but Tristan can make up for it on the offensive glass in a way Larry can. Exactly. So Tristan, you know, roll gravity but you're still gonna worry about like you know chasing him yeah all you have to do is because the role ultimately what that does is just give him like you know how sometimes you teams will run the pick and roll but really it's just to get their guy a deep seal in the post that deep seal for tristan is just box out position (laughs) like (laughs) just belch up a fucking shot and 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 tristan will be in a really good spot to grab it and then get an easier put back and man, they all love to shoot. Cavs got dudes. That Do they love to shoot? I don't know. Does well, Rodney? They don't always love, love to shoot. shoot. I mean, Jordan Clarkson loves to put it up. And can I? Can I? I I've said I said this to Justin recently, but I think you're going to be madder at me for it. Okay. I haven't really minded the Jordan Clarkson experience this year. Uh no, he's fine. He's fine. He's kind of fun from time to time. Yeah. Oh, he's so. And I've I've said that. I mean, when he's hitting shots, he's kind of he's like drugs. He's, yeah. When they're going in, he's actually fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and, like, I kind of just appreciate, like, his ability, like, like okay, nothing's working. They don't have any space. Let's just bullshit for a bit and hope they keep it, stay in it. And sometimes he can do it. I don't get mad about stuff. I'm not an angry guy. Like, oh, you get mad about stuff. You do. That's That's a big part of your brand. Well, hey, I'll tell you this much more. Speaking of things that made you mad, thank <laughs> God we get a chance to see Hanta Zizic this year. Remember when we were worried? We we weren't going to know what we had in him? <laughs> that didn't mean – so I'm not, like, outright angry. I do think people, like, fret about the dumbest <laughs> stuff. Like, and I know I've, it's, it's beating a dead horse, but, man, come oh. on. Like, you're worried about not seeing – enough Ante Zizic. Well, how are we going to know what we have? He's a nice guy. Um, you have no idea whether he's a nice guy. He seems nice. I, mean, I talked to him before. Um, I went to a Bulls. I went, covered a Bulls-Cavs game last year. And yeah. I talked to him. It was his first start of his career. And the poor guy was like clearly just learning English and was so unconfident in it. And I was like, I just wanted to like give him a hug. I was like, dude, you're actually doing really well. Like, so I have a bit of a soft spot for him because he was like, you know, he was like kind of like muttering under his, you know, under his breath because I don't think he wanted to like speak loudly. So he might not, you know, it's like the instinct to not be wrong loudly. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, you're actually doing really good. <laughs> he was, was like, me, man. I don't know. 
so I saw him with the Celtics actually in Vegas and he's like real friendly. And yeah, he like, I don't know that he said a word. He did a lot of motioning and thumbs ups. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't think he was someone who was like a second, he had learned it a long time ago. And like, cause some euros come over and it's like, they're, they're just as good at English as us. Low bar. Um, <laughs> Incredibly low bar. And then some are like uh, Sergey Karasev, same like me, which is one of the all-time draft interviews that I'm mad that didn't become famous. Do you remember that? No. Shane no, Battier. Shane Battier interviewed Sergey Karasev after he got drafted, and it was Shane Battier's first time doing TV. And if you'll notice, Shane Battier is not doing TV anymore. Um, <laughs> but he asked him something about. <laughs> about his dad who played in the NBA for like a stretch or something like that. And Karasov just like gave the most broken English answer. And he's like, he is in the NBA, same like me. And, <laughs> and Badier looks at him for a solid five seconds and just goes, well, that's great. <laughs> you know, I had a similar, um, it was Rakeem Christmas. And it was 2014, and Andy was hurt, and uh, maybe, no, that was 2015. Yeah, yeah, it's 2015. Andy was hurt, Love was hurt, and Tristan was, like, the only big. Maybe they brought in, was that the year they had Chris Anderson? I don't even remember who the hell else they brought in. Maybe it was the year Tristan was holding out, and it was the Jack. That sounds right. Um. But basically, there was no bigs, and I just—I remember I asked him. I was like, "Hey, you know this? You know, there's no Andy. There's no Kevin. Um, there's there's a pretty gaping hole here in the lineup. There's no Tristan. Uh, do, what do you feel like you can bring? Like, how you feeling? What is it that you can do? You know? And there's a good chance that he had already been committed to that trade with the Pacers." Because I got one of the most like non answers that I've ever received to any question ever, not even about basketball. He's just like, yeah, there's there's a lot of energy in the game, and <laughs> you know, if I he probably just wasn't I, listening to you. If I want to bring energy, that would be good. Something to that effect. I just remember I was so confused, like. Did you batty at? Did you just like I, I was so and and it gets better. It's like I was so confused by what he was telling me <laughs> that I didn't have a follow up. And as well, how you could know, you? I always have something to say, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just like staring just at him. Stood there, mouth agape. <laughs> it was, and it was, you know, not only was that bad. So then from my right comes Fred McLeod. <laughs> and it turns out I had asked him this question on camera, <laughs> <laughs> which I had never done before in my entire life. I don't know if it aired. I was in Vegas. It wasn't like I was watching the Fox Sports Ohio, you know, feed. And it wasn't like we were talking, we were talking Rakeem Christmas. He was the second round pick that year. But yeah, much to my chagrin, it's like day four. I'm hungover as all hell. I look awful. I was super fat that year. I, I gained so much weight. Um, I just looked absolutely terrible. And Fred comes in to try to save this interview. I don't remember what he even asked him. I just know that he asked him like a, a question that got a legitimate response of more than 10 words. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Thanks, just man. imagine a lump of Ryan Morton. It was the worst thing. Sweaty, never... yet dehydrated. Oh, man. It was so – it wasn't sweaty. That arena is actually really cold. Um, they, they keep – it was – Oh, when I'm hungover, I kind of get, like, overheated. Oh, I'm That's... usually cold, like, very cold. Oh, I get, I get like, clammy and awful. Dude, it was so it – was, it was so bad – and I don't know that I've like I've talked to guys. I don't think I've at done like a an official Q and A at summer league since. It's been like three years. <laughs> well, let's be honest. That's not why you don't do it. That that and talking to Kay Felder 
and being like three inches taller than him, which you've met me, that's a rare occurrence. Yeah. Um, Ryan is not like a tall man. Yeah. It's like I'm really short. I'm 5'11, 5'10, but. I mean, you're not a tall person. You're not tall. No. No, I'm, I'm the most average person on the planet. And being In a lot considerably, of ways. considerably taller than an NBA player, <laughs> really, wow. he's got to be 5'5 five, five at best. I know yeah. he's listed like 5'9. There's no way. Um, yeah, the, the, I think with the really short guys, the liberties get more aggressive. Do you feel that? Oh, absolutely. I, I remember like this is uh, nine listeners will, will resonate with this, but DJ Cooper was a point guard at Ohio U when I was there. And he, uh, I mean, he was one of the best point guards in the country. I set, set all sorts of records, but like he was like, he was listed at 6'1. And he's not in the NBA because he's five eight. <laughs> like he was a cool four to five inches shorter than he was listed as. And I was just like, I bet these scouts that went to check this guy out, like, oh, one of the best mid major point guards. Maybe we can get a second round steal. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, I the same thing about Isaiah Thomas. Like I've been your Isaiah Thomas, and he he is not five nine. He's not five eight. Yeah, um, you can just like I think they get away with more. Yeah, well, and so the I thing think a lot with, of them don't go to the combine. In fairness, the thing with Felt, oh well, yeah, you can't because if you measure like even worse than expected. Well, and I don't think a lot of them get invited. Like those guys uh, don't have any like the ones that can make a career out of themselves. You know, like they're like they're such outliers that they're not even on the radar for the most part. Man, who is the one dude? So the thing with Alan Felder, Iverson is who you're thinking. He's built like a cannonball. Um, so even though I'm like way taller than him, he he probably is it like he's I don't know he's one of the the thickest people. Yeah. For the record, this is two straight Cavs pods with Kay Felder mentions, though the last one was a little darker. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to touch that, but yeah. Well, they are they already did. They ended the podcast with it somehow. Shame on him. Um, shame on him and shame on Justin for weird rhythm of the, (laughs) but here we are. I did the same thing. Um, no. So before the year before K Felder, they had this dude, he's from green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, university of Wisconsin, green Bay, I should say. (laughs) Wouldn't want to piss off our fine for Sykes. Oh shit! Yeah, I remember that guy. Another guy. He's listed at like six feet. He he got to be no more than five nine. <laughs> Another guy that I'm like, wait, I'm taller than you. That's I was actually I said this a couple podcasts ago with Justin that that's one of my favorite phenomenons when you get to go to games as media and you're close is the that guy's not as tall as I thought he'd be or that guy's way taller than I thought he'd yeah. be. You know who that is? The biggest, the two biggest people I've ever encountered. Other than Shaq, who obviously is massive, I don't know that there are larger people on the planet, and I've never been near Boban. Timothy Mozgov and Andrew Bynum are like, dude, I unsp- could not believe how enormous Andrew Bynum was. Like, if if you've only seen an NBA game on TV, or even if you've only been like upper deck or even in the stands, like, there's nothing that compares to actually standing near. No, a guy like Shaq or Bynum, they're just like your brain does not compute people that are that size. It's it's world bending, honestly. You know who is sneaky taller than I thought he would be uh, in this in the in the other realm? Because I always kind of thought he was like because he was an undersized center. It was Andy? Did you ever stand near Andy? Like, yeah, he kind of just kept going. Yeah, but he's not like no, he's not big. Like, he's not yeah. huge. Like, That's the thing, especially Bynum and Mozgov, because they both look so plain, right? They look like yeah. they have, like, marshmallow arms. <laughs> and then you're near them, and it's like they've got six them. bodies inside their body. Yeah. They look like the dude from um, from Rocky, almost, the Russian guy. I can't think of his name. Drago? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, well, that's where you're wrong. Drago is all lean muscle, my friend. Really? Who's the big one I'm thinking of? Mr. T. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I just oh. wanted to make the Mr. T joke. Oh. Um, uh, no, I mean, Drago is huge. Did you see – are you a are you a Creed guy? Did you see Creed 2? I have not, no. Well, Drago's son is in that <laughs> one, and he is outrageous looking. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Oh, man. So I thought I saved it. My dog um, next to me on the couch just sounds like he's going to vomit out of nowhere. Oh, no. So I yanked his head over the side, and he vomited on the floor. Oh, jeez. So not great. Not great. And then he had like a follow-up cough where he just vomited on my couch cushion in my hand and my thigh, (laughs) which is less than ideal. Um, Would would you like to go address this? uh, It feels like you should. Do we have any short hold music? Uh, I will find some <laughs> and so uh, and uh, we'll pause the recording and we'll come oh back. My God. It smells really bad. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave the record on. You can talk through this. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to put my my headphones down. <laughs> I, I got to go wash my hands and get this <laughs> off my couch. Please. <laughs> <laughs> It's like trapped in my nose. (laughs) I'll be back in a moment. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> are, so, are, are we good? Are we clean? Uh, I'm currently cleaning my couch cushion, sitting it, next to it doing that. So, it, is it, is, are we manageable though? Can, can, can <laughs> we press forward for 10 more minutes? Yes. Where do you the, need to go? The large, Jesus, man, you sound like one of my dates. Um, <laughs> the large parts. Um, oh, here's a whole piece of food. One second. Oh my god! So the 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 vomit is gone. the The smell, the smell, like, the smell is so hard to get rid of, dude. Entrenched in my nostrils. Let me light some candles here. The, um, this is a great reason to have a wide variety of scented candles on hands all times. So what do we have here? We have Italian tiramisu. That sounds nice. Um, cinnamon bun. Ooh, that's another good one. Oh, what is over here? Sparkling cinnamon, big cinnamon guy. Uh, you know more apple toddy. That's that's a that's a soy candle. That's delicious and you, Christmas cookie. So we got it. You know, you said something to the tune of like the calves aren't interesting to talk about. Well, you're not talking <laughs> about the calves now. <laughs> I am not interesting at all. Um, well, the thing is, that was the most interesting thing that's happened on our pod in a long time. Um, the oh, the, getting vomited on. Yeah. Well, the dog puking thing—it just there's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes that's not uh, the same phenomenon as with the cat. Like the dog, every now and like I would say three different times since we've gotten this dog. He's just had dinner. He's just looked at me straight in the eye and just ralphed on the carpet. Well, and it's weird, right? Like, so I'm sitting on my couch, um, and I he's been asleep next to me for the better part of three hours and hasn't budged, just laying curled up in a ball as he does. Oh, he went off and found a corner to puke in while I was – Finding the spray oh, for this. That's good. That's nice. Oh, jeez. Um, you know what, Mart? We're going to let you go. <laughs> oh, we're fine. Um, you, should, you should handle this. He's good. He's asleep again. Well, that's the thing. I think that I think that's why it's so jarring is I think they feel sick, so they just sleep. And then they wake up Ralph and fall right back asleep. I would, I would be of that opinion. Uh, because yeah, he's just laying here, mind his own business, and he wasn't even going to get up. So he's curled up on my incredibly comfortable couch blanket, and he's on my couch, and he's just making you know the noise. Oh, um, uh, uh. yeah, like literally That's as I yanked noise. his head over the floor, he he vomited. So if I had waited another two seconds, uh, it would have been bad news bears. It was still bad news bears. Um, I man, I might amputate my hand, honestly. 
but <laughs> crisis semi-averted. Oh, I don't know if anything was averted. <laughs> I, I have. I'm having a hard time pivoting back to basketball. <laughs> Um, I hope I didn't like curse or anything. That was that oh, was... we curse on this podcast. You've you've admonished me for cursing on my own podcast. <laughs> well, I was wholly unprepared, so I don't know what. <laughs> it was mostly just you retching and coughing for some reason. You've never gotten it in your nose. Oh, I have. It's my it dog make... when he was a puppy ate a bunch of shit, uh, and then Ralph that up. So so yeah, so it's like in. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it it it's it sticks. Apparently, same thing happens with kids. Like your kids' vomit smells just as bad. Oh, well, and it's just as hard to clean up. Now, there's a thing I'm definitely going to experience at some point. Um, the, the children thing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think more of me would be good for everybody. Listen, I like you. I appreciate that you're able to force that. <laughs> Sounds somewhat genuine. Didn't sound to force it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I actually, I genuinely don't have anything else to say about the Cavs right now. I, I think they are. I actually think they're kind of fun to watch, and I'm having an okay time watching these losers try their hardest uh, to sometimes win. Um, I enjoy them. I think that. Yeah. Larry, do you like watching this team? Um, I don't mind it. So do you the, do you like it more or less than you thought you were going to like it? I I'm about where I thought I would be. Maybe a little less because they have less interesting players than I thought. Like yeah, I thought love Colin be, love being hurt messes up a lot of stuff. I thought Colin and Jetty and Nawaba would be like, hey, these are some guys that are really gonna carry me through the entire season and you know, must watch basketball. It's can watch basketball um and it's something i don't mind having on while i do other things and yeah, I, I don't feel fomo when i miss a Cavs game anymore yeah um which i mean that's part of tanking i still for the most part have it on yeah i, I but i don't I, feel bad about missing games either no not really because yeah. that's just not the point yeah it's funny because it wasn't the point last year either because they weren't year, you know what i mean like it's, you know, and this is going to sound weird. I think I enjoy this season more than I enjoyed last year. I think I might too. On an enjoyment scale, like obviously there's no replacing watching LeBron. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've mentioned it a bunch and it just wasn't, <laughs> it like wasn't enjoyable. It was like dating this, you know, incredibly attractive girl that. Isn't that into you anymore? Yeah. Dude. Um, do you uh, the thing with the the ex girlfriend uh, analogy that gets just abused with LeBron? I want to stop doing it because it's so cliche. But like, there's just ninety seven thousand ways that it's perfect. Like it always works. So I'm yeah. not gonna. I don't want to stop using that. Well, and you know, I mean, there's just a lot of parallels to to draw to it that when you get really into it, like it doesn't need to be that deep. Like I think if people get too deep, it's, it's really gross. Oh yeah. It's just a joke. It needs to just be a joke on the face value though. A lot of those, like a lot of those feelings are the same. I'm like, man, yeah, this cool thing. And it's literally ruining my day. Um, because in, you have to like worry about if you're going to win and if you don't like, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. There is a degree of like, um, especially when they would blow really winnable games. Yeah. And it was like, God damn it. Just do your, can you just do it? Can you just like, like this is like, well, they're trying the whole time, I guess. I'm never going to hear the end of this one. Like, that's how it feels every time they would lose a game. And then if they oh, win, yeah. that's you're very... going to be happy about a win over the Nets. No. Yeah, the Cavs. And, like, and I couldn't get on basketball media. Like, I couldn't listen to my podcast because then everyone else would be rehashing the embarrassing loss. And I can't listen to your podcast either. That's crazy. That's... You jerk. Um, so everyone would be rehashing the embarrassing loss. And then it was like, but now like nothing the Cavs do affects my day to day life. No. Um, 
Man, I'm it, trying to think of the last. So that's the other like way. The trades are interesting. The, the trades really like are the only times that that they affect yeah. like my routine. I have not had an in-person discussion about the Cavs with anybody in maybe a month. Yeah, I like, I don't think anyone is watching except yeah. the diehards. Yeah, before like all my coworkers asked me questions. My bosses, oh I, yeah, totally. Family members. You know, getting my hair cut. What do you do? Oh, I do this and I do this other dumb thing. Like, you know, it's kind of fun. Oh, nothing. Nothing. What do you do? Oh, I do this. Sometimes I write about basketball. Oh, the Cavs. Yeah. Boy, they stink. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the weather. Like, okay, we can talk about the weather then. <laughs> yep. That's just kind of the way it is. Um, but anyway, um, I actually, I, I think that the season has been – uh, not fun. Fun is not the right word, but definitely tolerable and with some highs and some some things worth rooting for, even if uh, some of those things that have been fun aren't going to necessarily translate in the future. Like, a win, like when they do win, it's like, okay, that's nice. That's nice that I didn't waste my time today. And like, like they all, they had to try really hard to do that. So it's kind of like an achievement, you know, like, and I, that sounds patronizing, but I'm actually not being uh, intentionally patronizing like it, it is kind of you're i'm a little more proud of them when they do well are you worried that they're gonna win too many games dude can people stop that you know what the worst and if you're i and i honestly mean this and i i always veer off or at least try to of, of saying things that sound mean but i i truly and sincerely mean this if you are in the mentions complaining about the Cavs winning a game within five minutes of that game ending, you're the worst. It you're just... the abs- you are the worst. The worst. You know, it's one thing to do it when they narrowly lose because we're looking for silver linings in a loss, right? Yeah. Oh, the... well, hey, you know, at least that helps the, you know, the tank. Yeah, the spirit – of having fun with a tank is when they lose or when they embarrass themselves, you go, ha ha, it's a tank. It's something that makes the losses bearable. But when they actually win a game, I'm going to watch 82 of these putrid games, usually putrid games. And when they actually win one, it's like, man, that's kind of cool. It's so nice. It's so pleasant. You know, and, and they beat, they have beaten some teams that are kind of good um, on occasion. Yeah, and it's just like my whole thing is like even when the process isn't great that leads to the win, worry about that later. Yeah. Like imagine they're going to win. So they're 7 and 22, 7 23. and 23. Yeah. So 7 out of 30 games they've won and immediately you're, you know. I, I would I say 4 of those games there have been complaints. Like, Justin oh, well, Thomas- Sexton should have played in the last played. possession. Like, yeah. It was a shit. Tristan played a great game. He had that, like, 2020 game, and they mm-hmm. won. They beat the Wizards. Um, and not only – it was, like, within two minutes. Like, man, he had a great game tonight. Cavs win. First reply, well, someone should trade him ASAP before they – You know, before they, they do this too many times and ruin everything. Man, ruin. You are the worst, the worst. It's December. There's four more months of basketball. Granted, by having the worst record in the league, they, they would guarantee a top four pick, and you want that. But if you're making that part of your rooting process, we saw it with our good friend Jeff last year. If you're watching teams to lose, like it, it – you're not going to enjoy anything. Like if you can't even enjoy a win, what can you enjoy? Cause you're going to lock yourself into needing, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about dragon bender and Marquise Chris, you're going to convince yourself that this tank is going to, you know, resurrect a future season and they're going to draft one of those turds. They're going to draft an Anthony Bennett. <laughs> you're just going to be even madder the next time. Stop it. Just, just enjoy try, the random yeah. win. Like, and I get that the logic says losses are incentivized. Being a fan of a team is not logical. 
It's and not you don't supposed need your to be that. To They'll take care of it. They're yeah. good. They're yeah. good at it. They're so good at losing this year. Enjoy oh, the man. rare wins that come. I don't know, man. Maybe we're just a little bit older than a lot of the, the people on Twitter. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, Is it an age thing? I don't know. Like, I know, just like, because like. old dudes that come piling in with it. There's, dude, because I mean, my, my whole thing with it more is that I, I want to brag. I got other things I can be doing with my time. Like, oh like I, I dip out on my wife three times a week to go watch the game. Yeah, I know. And like, like it's just like to root for them to lose. It's just like, like then what? What did I do this for? Why did? Why am I writing the recap? Why am I podcasting about it? There's nothing like. It's just such a bad use of my time to be a fan. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of more the core of it. Like, if you're only, and a lot of it draws back to, you know, the Jordan conversations, which of course became the Kobe conversations because he never had an original um, action of his Zero. own, unless Jordan had rape allegations, in which case um, Kobe has, in which case Kobe has one original action of his own. God, but um. More- so yeah, I mean Kobe was just a knockoff Jordan in every way. And it these conversations that you only exist in the sport universe to win a championship is something that works in movies. But I mean there's there's thirty teams. There's a million different things you can do and a million different things you can find enjoyment in. And if your only overarching goal of every season is I need to be competing for a championship or I need to be watching the worst team in the league so they can get the number one draft pick and then maybe someday compete for a championship. You're locking yourself in a miserable season. Yeah. Also, why don't you just not watch? If, if, if like, if the process is to lose, just wait till the team drafts really high for a few years and then watch like, well, I think that's what a lot of, well, I, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you I don't know. know, man. Like, just like ask a, a a reasonably mature Grizzlies fan if they enjoyed the grit and grind era. I bet for the most part they'll tell you, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one did one you, conference did you finals, not enjoy the 2006 to 2009 Cavs. Ah, uh, oh, oh, those teams. Sorry, I was thinking wrong years. Yeah, they were fun teams. Yeah. And I was, and I was like, and they, they had things worth rooting for. And like, I don't know, yeah, you're right. You're just right. Like people have to change their priorities. I, I don't think this is a matter of like, oh, well, I see their perspective. I think like, I think they're actively making their experience worse for no reason. They're making And that's experience is a great word. The point of professional basketball, it is a business and it's to put a good product on the floor. Um, you're supposed to go to an NBA game and walk out and think, man, that was worth my $90. Yeah. I had a great time. <laughs> too many so, too many fans think like GMs because that's the easiest thing to role play. Well, and exactly. They and that's like where, so They think like them so hard that they've somehow adopted their incentive structures. Well, and, and they do it in all sports. And it's not even just about like the incentive structures of GMs. It's like living vicariously through um, – Everyone. The, the, the Browns and Broncos game is a great example. The Broncos played a video of that hilarious game winner they had in like, I don't know, black and white TV years. It was like 30 years ago. Nobody should care. Um, and everyone's responses were like, wow, you want us even more hype? Wow, we're going to be even louder. Wow, do you really want to deal with this? Like, Dude, they don't care. Nothing, nothing we're doing matters. What you want does not impact the game, literally at all. Wanting the Cavs, wanting to be the GM and shadow GMing, the people that get on Twitter through the entire game and talk about lineup management and rotations. It's just supposed to be more fun than people make it. That's like the bottom line. Minutes should be over here. These minutes are mismanaged. They're using them wrong. Like, man, it's just supposed to be fun at all. It's supposed to be fun, and and if if you are rooting for losses, then you are. I just cannot. You cannot sell me that it's fun for you. 
it can't. No, there's only one way it can ever be fun. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, and the Sixers, for the most part, are good. But do their fans seem like they're having a ton of fun? Like, all those assets that they, you know, that they championed for, Brian Colangelo took a big dump on that. And all that time wasted and processing and doing this and doing that. You have Embiid. You have Jimmy Butler. You have Ben Simmons. The team seems mostly like it's above average to good. And the games, I mean, the Sixers people I follow just complain the entire game. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. I'm not even – it's not even an anti-tanking thing for me. It's just an anti – it's just – it's 100% yeah. about the mindset of the fans. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's – Just the, have fun. I don't care how you get there. I the don't end, care. The end game has – like, can only work out positively. If you hate wins, the end game can only work out, you know, yeah. with them being a super elite team like the Warriors or – you know, I, I would say the Cavs when LeBron and Kevin yeah. and Kyrie were here were a super elite team. Like, that has to be the end game, or you're just going to be miserable, and everyone seems miserable. So, what are we doing? Yeah, I think you're right. Anyway, uh, that feels like a good time to wrap up. Uh, we will let you get back to uh, your vomit cleanup. Um, oh, that, was, uh, that was probably an all-timer moment on the pod. Um, I think I'm just going to title it something like Mort's dog throws up on him. Uh, <laughs> You're leaving that in there. Oh, a hundred percent dude. Um, no doubt. Uh, so, uh, thank you so much. If you made it to the end, if you made it through the puke, uh, just like Mort did, uh, this is kind of word vomit from the both of us, uh, as we burn through the dog days of the season. Um, dog days. I wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> You're son of a bitch. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to the pod. Uh, I think Justin will be back midweek. Uh, if you want to support the pod, please uh, like and subscribe. iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, anything that you, anything your heart desires. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes if you can. Uh, send us that screen grab. We'll get you an invite to our exclusive Discord chat where we have built hell of a little Cavs community. Um, and thank you for listening and as always go Cavs.